This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Scarbo is not on the phone with us initially, <laughs> but he will be joining us. But we are live. Welcome back to AYS Sports. Are you serious, sports? Happy Labor Day to all of you. Happy Labor Day. Hey, you work for a half of the year only to get one day off and no pay. How about that? But happy Labor Day to all of you. Are you Syrians? We greatly appreciate you joining the show. As always, please hit the like and hit the share. You can always go to our website, AYSSports.com. That's AYSSports.com. Get all the merch, baby. We're going to be rolling out with some purple and gold, some hats, and some new shirts here soon. But we greatly appreciate it. We got a good show in store for you tonight. It's LSU gearing up for another title run. You would not tell that they've missed a beat in the scrimmage that they had this last weekend. We're going to break that scrimmage down from beginning to end. Also, a big and absolutely huge, huge recruiting weekend for LSU as a lot of their commits and a lot of big-time non-commits like Corey Foreman and Mason Smith and others joined together and was in Baton Rouge this week, Tristan Lee, was there as well, and we'll be coming back from Baton Rouge. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com was all over it. I want to talk to Mike from t- what really happened this weekend. What did he take away from it? And that's going to be a very good conversation with Mike. Also, as we told you Thursday, Jadavian Clowney was expected to possibly sign with the New Orleans Saints. The NFL did not allow him to come to the Saints in a sign and trade, but we're it's going to be a part of Rafino's rant. We're going to break that down as well. But as always, guys, we greatly appreciate our main sponsors of the show. First being, as always, GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Drive, train repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, AC work, oil changes, tire sales, tire rotations. No job is too big or too small. Over at GM Varno and Sons. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And also, if you're looking to sell your home, you can call our friends over. Oh, there we go. Over at your home team. Guys, they have a lot of great real estate agents, a lot of great listings over in the North Shore. If you're looking to sell your home or buy a new one, is your family getting a little too big? Give them a call today at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. Or go to their website at team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Okay, over the weekend, guys, and very quickly, because Mike Scarbo is going to be joining us around 7.15. Yes, I forgot. We have a new telephone number. We do have a new telephone number. You can always reach us during the show at 225-302. 8462. That's going to take a little while for me to get used to. It's going to take a little while for me to get used to, but you can always join the show 
here at AYS. But let's break down this weekend for the LSU Tigers. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but LSU had a scrimmage over the weekend, and a lot of good and positive things came out of this weekend. One being, and one that it seems to be a little, I don't want to say secretive, but one little leak that we are hearing coming out of LSU is true freshman Kayshawn Bouti seems to be the third wide receiver for the LSU Tigers. Now, we knew, we knew that it was going to be a battle for that third wide receiver spot in LSU. We thought if Jamar Chase did play, that Racy McMath would be there. Now that Jamar Chase is out, Racy McMath goes to your number two, and it leaves pretty much a wide open hole for the number three and the number three spot at the wide receiver position for LSU. But from what I understand and from what I hear, you could and more than likely will have two true freshmen and five stars in Kayshawn Booty and Eric Gilbert. Oh, <laughs> no Rudy Poo on that one. But yes, BYU and Navy is playing. But we will have those two playing for you. Now, if you did not see the clips, Eric Gilbert has been completely unstoppable. 100% unstoppable this season and in the offseason. So a 6'6", 250-pound tight end, you mean that guy's been unstoppable? Yes. We saw a, a, a clip from LSU this past weekend when Derek Stingley and it looked like Jacoby Stevens bounced off of the of the five-star tight end in Eric Gilbert, a big physical guy who's going to catch the ball with his hands and can get up in an open field, and he's fast just like a wide receiver, a sub four four five guy. So is Racy McMath, Terrace Marshall, and you have a guy who may be the fastest guy on your team in Kayshawn Bouti. This is going to be the interesting part for LSU, and it's always been the interesting part for LSU coming into the season. Number one, number one has been what will the offense look like? Well, quite frankly, and what it appears is the, the offense isn't going to change. The offense is not changing at LSU. Now, will you go to what is working best? If you're running the football, very good. Are you going to stop running the football? Well, sure. Are you going to, you're not going to be able to throw it to Jamar Chase? Okay, we get it. But when it comes to scheme and plays, LSU is running the same offense that they did a season ago. And that's barring well for a guy named Miles Brennan. Steve Insminger, I mean, for crying out loud, guys, Steve Insminger is still your offensive coordinator. Scott Linehan comes in. Now he will do some things on third down and red zone that will only make your team better. We're acting like, seems like everyone is acting like, and maybe not so much around Louisiana, but around the nation, around the nation that, oh, well, LSU's in big-time trouble. What do you mean big-time trouble? Because if anything shows of what we saw, now I get that it was more of a hype and highlight film, but how do you stop a 6'6", 250-pound tight end bouncing off what some believe and what probably is the best defensive back in all of college football and he's not able to cover him? What does that say? Also, some rumors coming out of Baton Rouge this weekend is three-star quarterback out of Ponchatoula, T.J. Finley, also had a very good day. 
But what we have learned, and the biggest thing that we have learned, is that the defense is going to look completely different. From what I understand, LSU was able to pat, rush the passer and actually got four sacks on Miles Brennan this Saturday. You know what that tells me? <laughs> not that the offensive line is doing horrendous. Not that the offensive line looks bad. Because, guys, you do remember a year ago, Texas did have four sacks against Joe Burrow. So don't act, oh, my God, the offensive line is horrible. No, no, no. What that tells me is that Bo Pelini is going to send the house. The one thing that you could not do all of last year outside of Calavon Chasson was get after the passer. So what we've learned under Dave Aranda, who wants to scheme and wants to go after and play, you know, mind football, scheme an interception, scheme this and scheme that. Bo Pelini's saying, hey, my athlete is better than your athlete. My defensive tackle is better than your defensive, your offensive guard. My defensive end can go around or over or through your offensive tackle. We're going to play man-to-man. We're going to come after the pass, or we're going to come after the quarterback and buckle your chin straps because we're going to knock your freaking head off. This is a repetitive thing. And a repetitive thing that we constantly hear and have been hearing since March, since we all went on lockdown. Blake, Blake, LSU's offense isn't going to be the exact same as it were last year. What did this weekend tell you? What did this weekend show you? It showed you that Miles Brennan is more than likely prepared and ready to go. And quite frankly, as we sit here on, on, on September the 7th, gearing up for September 26th, I know that we have college football playing right now in BYU and Navy. But guys, the season's here. And it's not going to be too long before we see LSU take the field. And quite frankly, I'm more excited than I've ever been. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Miles Brennan does with this offense. I'm excited to see Chris Curry and John Emery and Ty Davis Price, who will, at the end of this, be your third wide receiver. How does Terrace Marshall look? And finally, what does Eric Gilbert look like? What does this defense look like? Because at this point in the season, we would have already had two games. We would have already known what was going on around LSU and what they look like. By the way, your Tigers would have been 2-0. Because I believe they would have beat Texas. That is probably, you know, I watched the Texas game from last year, this weekend. And the only thing that I could continue to think about was, man, if you're a Texas fan, doesn't it feel horrible to do everything you did while putting Joe Burrow's daddy up in the nosebleed, shooting a cannon on a number nine jersey? Tom Herman leaving LSU at the altar only to get Patty clapped by LSU. Doesn't that feel great, Tom? That the school that you turned down came to your town in Austin and you had a quarterback go 31 of 39 for four scores. A team that, quite frankly, people didn't even know if they able to 
were even known to throw a vertical pass, if they even knew what that was in the state of Louisiana. But I'm going to miss that. I am 100% going to miss that we did not have the Texas game this year. Hopefully, they're able to make, make that up. Okay, Blaine Smith says, as Scarbo, I'm assuming, Blaine, you're asking who will be the next commit. We will ask Mike Scarborough that in just a second. We will be getting him on the line here shortly as soon as we get the Doobster back uh, in the production. Getting to some of these comments, Blaine Smith also asked, who is number 18? It's got to be Stevens, in my opinion. Yes, it is going to be, and from what we understand, uh, Jacoby Stevens. I don't know who else you would get to that. That may be a question that we ask Mike Scarborough as we're he's going to be joining us here, Oh, I guess around now. We're going to be giving Mike a call. Getting to some of the comments as well, Reginald Cormier says, I'm going to miss the Haka before the games. Guys, in the comments, what are you going to miss? What have you missed so far? Other than outside of playing football. I mean, football is obviously what we've missed the most. But what have you missed the most about not having the season? I agree with Reginald. That's a big thing that I miss. I mean, that he did the Haka. Braden Fajoko did the, uh, the Haka dance. On on uh shoot, what's that NFL show called? Oh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, that's right. But that's something that's gonna be it. So, guys, LSU to gear up for Mike Scarborough. LSU did have a very, very big recruiting weekend. Uh LSU had a lot of guys come into Baton Rouge. You had Corey Foreman that was there, you had Mason Smith, Garrett Nussmeyer, Tristan Lee, a lot of guys that came in to Baton Rouge this weekend. For what we understand from the uh, Lee camp, Tristan Lee, a five-star offensive tackle out of the state of Virginia, is going to be coming back to Baton Rouge this weekend. So we're going to ask Mike all of those questions. Really, what was his take on all of this? What what did he take away from all of this past weekend? What stood out to him? I know that he talked to Garrett Nussmeyer. I know that he talked to a lot of people that were in Baton Rouge this weekend. Did you guys see Pluckers? Also, by the way, Pluckers had a welcome to Baton Rouge, Corey Foreman. You know that your town loves college football when they do that for a recruit. But we're going to go ahead and get over to our good friend, Mike Scarborough. But before we do that, guys, don't forget to give my good friend, John Patton, from Area Home Lending, a call. With all of the recent help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed back mortgage rates down to the lowest that they have ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on a mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. I am a living testimony from how great John Patton and Area Home Lending are. For over 15 years, That no one is going to beat their experience in what they do from top Hello? to bottom. Give them a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. We have the, our very good friend Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com joining us. Mike, what's going on, my good friend? Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, man, we're making it. We're making it, just having a good Labor Day. My, my in-laws cooked some steaks, and uh, we, we swam with the, with the little bo- with my little boy. It was, a, it was a very good day. It, you know, it seemed like LSU, Mike, had a very good day as, or a very good weekend as well. You were all over it from the recruiting part of it. I guess the first question, Mike, you're the biggest takeaway from this recruiting weekend from all these guys who attended. Well, I think I have my takeaway, and then I wonder what the takeaway must be for, for Ed Orgeron and the staff when they see these kids putting this together on their own. Uh, you know, what what are you thinking from their 
from their point of view, um, when when you see Garrett Nussmeyer and his mom and, and other uh, 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 parts of that class uh, putting together their own little weekend, their own little itinerary, uh, choosing where they're going to dine out and, and inviting other kids to be a part of it, um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer drives in from Texas. He brings Savion Bird over with him. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that that's, uh, I think that's some of the biggest takeaways for me is that uh, not only did they pay their own way, but they also had to come up with their own itinerary and want to do this themselves. And mm. of course, you know, three weeks ago we were talking about how was Georgia and 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 Oklahoma doing this, and you know, my my reaction was, hey, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, uh, you need to mimic it, and sure enough. The kids saw that and did similarly at LSU. I mean, there's nothing to prevent anybody from getting in a car and driving to a city and, and dining out at restaurants. You can't meet with coaches and take tours uh, from LSU uh, employees. So um, good for them. I, I Big positive. I, I, I think the biggest takeaway for me is um, one of the things we've been talking about is LSU's need for offensive linemen in this class. Mm-hmm. Already have Garrett Dellinger in the fold. So, you know, we, we have Tristan Lay in the probable category. He's been there for quite some time, and I think that's even solidified even more, um, no doubt. Um, but Savion Bird, who doesn't do a whole lot of interviews. I, 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 I'd have to look around and, and see where anybody's gotten him for an interview. He doesn't talk a whole lot. But I, that was very telling to me, and, and based on information I got from a source yesterday, I now have Savion Bird in the probable category to LSU. So, um, wow. you know, so that so that could be your third offensive lineman, and who might be a fourth, and maybe would they take a fifth? So, and we know 2022 in Louisiana uh, has a couple of really good ones. I went and scouted Emory Jones on Monday uh, at Capla Chi, super kid. Um, you can still easily find that uh, interview and, and uh, footage I shot of him at practice on, on the front page of Tiger Bait easily. Um, and then you got, uh, of course, Will Campbell at Neville, who's uh, is big timer. Both those kids are going to be high four star prospects next year. Um, I know Emory's got a, a ranking right now by some, and and uh, I think uh, some people are, are, are got him low right now, but he's got plenty of opportunity to get it higher. Yeah, and and Mike, that was my next question was about the offensive line because right after the weekend, Tristan Lee's mom takes to Twitter and talks about them coming back to LSU or Baton Rouge next weekend. What can you tell us about that? And I know that you just mentioned that you had Tristan Lee in the probable category, but is what, and I mean, you've been covering this for a very, for a long time. Doesn't it feel like he's about to pop to LSU just with everything that we're hearing and him coming back? Yeah, you have that it, it would, yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me. And it, it, it's, you know, him coming back and wanting to show everybody and, and, um, I, I just think, uh, uh, the mom and, and his younger brother, Aiden, I, I think it's, it's a whole package and they've totally embraced, uh, Baton Rouge and, uh, it wouldn't shock me if he ends the process soon. Um, but I'll, look, I, I think the same thing for Sage Ryan and, and Brian Thomas. I think those are a couple of kids, um, that whether it's, uh, tomorrow or, or, or six weeks from now, I think those two guys are LSU guys, Mason Smith as well. Um, just whenever they want to announce it. I, I, but I, I think LSU is in great shape with a lot of those kids. 
Um, I'm even hearing some decent things about Michael Trigg, the tight end from Tampa that was in this weekend. And um, uh, I do believe LSU, uh, believe it or not, does uh, want to take two tight ends in this class. So um, I, I, I don't think that that was any um, uh, any coincidence that he was a part of this weekend. Yeah, and, and Mike, and just taking the, you know, because I was just looking at these kids' Snapchat and Twitter feeds all during the weekend, just, just wanting to get my own feel about what it looked like. And the biggest takeaway, I think, for me, Mike, was Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, I know that you talked to him and had a conversation with him, but it seemed like he was the leader behind all of this, right? And all in Corey Foreman's Snapchat photo, he was laughing with, with Nussmeyer, saying that, you know, man, I'd love to play with you. Just like little small stuff like that. What did you take away from Garrett Nussmeyer this weekend? And with, was he the big leader for LSU just during the entire weekend bringing this class together? I, I do believe so. I also think Tristan Lee's a leader, even though he's not a commitment. Uh, oh, he's wow. certainly operating. He's certainly operating like one. Um, so, look, one thing I, I can tell you about Garrett, the fact that he – and, look, I had an excellent interview with uh, former LSU quarterback Craig Nall, who, of course, left LSU and went to Northwestern State and had a long career in the NFL. And he's helped coach Garrett Nussmeyer and has been around him. And some of the things he said to me in, in an interview we did, in fact, it was a, a story, I think it was about a month ago. He said, um, you know, look, th- this is a kid right here who's been around locker rooms. He's been around big-time football players his entire life. His dad's a coach, a former quarterback. He just knows how to handle himself. And that's one of the things that's very impressive about him is that when you talk to him, you don't think you're talking to a 16- or 17-year-old. He operates like he's a 26-year-old, and mm-hmm. he's just a very impressive kid. And I think while he's doing that for 21, it also is the way Walker Howard is for 2022. I think that's why Ed Orgeron wanted Walker Howard uh, to go ahead and commit early, and he was ready. He wouldn't, you know, Walker was ready to do it. Um, but Walker has been very active for 2022, and that's why that class is, you know, ranked number one in the country right now. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Emory Jones earlier, another kid who's become good friends with Walker Howard. Um, Will Campbell has become great friends with Walker Howard, has been down to Lafayette and spent uh, multiple days uh, several times uh, this spring and summer working out and, and, and staying over there. So, I mean, that's driving down from Monroe. So. Um, quarterbacks are the key. And if you've got vocal ones with big personalities, uh, that, uh, we always, always use the term Pied Piper. These guys are Pied Piper prospects and they draw in other kids. So when you get a marquee quarterback in each class, Nussmeyer for 21, Walker Howard for 2022, they, they bring in other, other kids because they're, they're centerpieces. They, they certainly are. And, you know, it, I don't know how to ask this, Mike, with, without just kind of bluntly asking the, the serious question. And is this a different feel for recruiting around LSU, even in the days of Nick Saban, maybe a little bit more similarities, but it just feels so much different, right? Like it feels, it just feels as if that Ed's going after certain kind of character kids, especially at the quarterback position with coaches, sons and stuff like that. 
in your time covering LSU, do you think recruiting wise, this is probably the best work that you've ever seen recruiting? Or and, and does this yeah, kind of because look, I, I would have to go year by year burn, during Nick, but I covered it and I covered the, the Donardo years. And first of all, Nick Saban inherited a darn good roster. There were some holes, <laughs> but there were a lot of NFL players that he that he inherited from Jerry Donardo. Uh, that's why he was able to turn it around. You know, other than the UAB loss, that's why he was able to turn it around so quick. Mm-hmm. We all know about the 2001 class being so stellar. Uh, 2003 was a good class, um, you know. But I think if I think when you look at the first uh, four years of Orgeron and the first four years, look, I remember, I remember uh, Saban battling Tulane and ULL for some recruits to finish off some classes. Ed Orgeron hasn't had to do that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a kid from Lorville that, uh, Jarvis rise. Um, uh, he had the, the receiver that uh, went to Tulane that they were battling. And I mean, yeah. So I, I think it is a whole other level because, Certainly, Saban w- recruited extremely well at LSU, um, along with you know the facilities and everything else he did, changing the, the the mindset and the culture, and making you know, and doing what he did. But no one has recruited nationally like LSU has ever. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And something, Mike. I mean, you could just see right off the top is how LSU is just recruiting nationally. Mike Scarborough, as you can see on the on the card right there from TigerBait.com. That's TigerBait.com. You can go catch all of his stuff there. Mike, we have a lot of questions inside of Facebook Live. At, and by the way, that promo that promo code that promo code still works. The AYS promo code. So, guys, that is AYS thirty. So, go to TigerBait.com. Get 30 days for $1 for AYS30. That's tigerbait.com. Mike, I, I mean, I'm looking down all the comments on Twitter and, and Twitch and Facebook. Everyone's asking the same question. Everyone continues to hear that the safety out of Lafayette Sage Ryan is about to commit. I guess what are you hearing around there? Uh, and what's your feel around Sage Ryan? And is he going to be – I mean, we all feel that he's going to be at LSU, but – do you have a feeling of when he's going to possibly commit to the Tigers? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be much longer. I, I don't. Um, you know, whether it's tomorrow morning or, 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 or when remains to be seen. Um, but I, I don't think um, – I think the thing with Sage is it, it's kind of like he's not a, uh, a recruiting beast. He's not a guy on Twitter that's constantly uh, active. Um, I always say, look at what recruits do rather than what they say or, or tweet. And um, have, have you seen, of course, we're in a COVID lockdown uh, era, uh, but where has he been? Even before COVID, where has he been? Mike, not to rudely cut you off, but I think that's the reason why the, the people have so many questions about it, right? Yeah, but it's like Brian Thomas. Well, Brian Thomas, the reason why he hadn't committed from Walker is because he hasn't been anywhere. And, of course, they have a relationship with Tommy Robinson, of course, who who's now at A&M, LSU's former running backs coach. And I think he, you know, has said he wants to visit A&M. A&M was one of the first schools to offer before T-Rob got there. 
Um, but you know, but what happens if, you know, the NCAA doesn't allow unofficial or official visits, you know, so, you know, just push come to shove and Brian just says, look, you know, well, I'm ready to get this over with. And, um, but I will say something about Brian. Uh, I went out to Walker a couple of weeks ago. I've been making the rounds all over the, over Louisiana for filming kids and seeing them practice. And, uh, I'm seeing Thomas be a little bit more vocal and, and, uh, he, showing a little, a little bit more personality in his interviews than, than he was several years ago. So, um, but I, I think that he's LSU and, um, and I think it's, you know, look, we, everybody's seizing on the photos of him and, uh, Chris Hilton and those, them hanging out together. And, uh, you can just go ahead and put, I have all those kids in the problem category. Mike Scarborough from tigerbait.com. Mike, just a couple more questions. A lot of people inside of Facebook Live is asking, do you think that LSU would take another running back or do they have other needs? And I guess the uh, a two-part question, do you believe that LSU will be able to land Coy Foreman? Um, I think they would like to take another running back. Who that would be you know, remains to be seen. Everybody wants to talk about Kamar Wheaton. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's a factor there. Uh, everybody seems to think that's where he'll end up. Kevin Falk's out recruiting a bunch of kids. Um, you know, there's one thing that is kind of, I don't know, I don't say it's a wild card, but with a lot of these kids just basically being a free year, you know, can you get away with only taking one? And then next year you've got uh, HN and um, Le'Veon Moss who, uh, Moss's coach told me, of course, it was hand time that to, they ran, he ran a four, two something and a four, three something. The two times he ran the 40 on Thursday. So, and you're talking about a kid who's, uh, I think he said he was two Oh five when I was out there. His room was another school. I was out to about three or four weeks ago. So, uh, Moss looks fantastic. I got footage and stuff on him as well, but yeah, it's, um, we'll see if, if they can get away with only taking one because it's, you know, they're, I think once they get through this season and they start talking to the juniors and seniors because they're because they they're basically getting this year to be able to come back for another, uh, you know, how's that going to play out? Uh, Deculus, Rosenthal, um, you know, all these guys. Hell, Ed, uh, hell, Ed Ingram. I mean, here and here's another question. I mean, what about Liam Shanahan? I mean, yeah, uh, 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 Liam Shanahan. Liam Shanahan was the first guy that came to my mind when I was going down the list on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, can you get him to come back for another year? Well, and that's Zach a great Van point. Van, Van Rosenberg's already said he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, going to have his. AR. He'll be thirty-seven years old. Hey, Mike, I played but, baseball against him in high school. Just to give you an idea, yeah, he'll be. Cool. I mean, <laughs> he's a, he's eligible for ARP right now. <laughs> so true. Uh, every LSU fan's asking this. I mean, I, I keep scrolling down on Facebook Live. It's always the same. It's always Corey the same Foreman. question. Yep, Corey Foreman. What do you What do you think? Yeah, and look. It, yeah, what here, do you here's think the thing Corey? on Corey Foreman. If you said LSU was battling USC or LSU is battling Florida or Oklahoma. Um, I, I think it'd be a lot more secure. I do. I will say that all the recruits I talked to really liked, uh, were, were saying 
positive things about Corey and where, what they think he's going to end up doing. Um, but the fact that you're battling Georgia for him is is always, in my mind, a dicey situation just because of what I've seen since he's been at Georgia and how they go about doing things. Completely agree. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I do. And, I mean, you, you, you we've seen this from, for a while with, with Kirby, and I agree there. I, I'm not holding my breath. I mean, I'm just not. Mike, last question. We'll get you on out of here. LSU scrimmage this past weekend. Some of the things that you're hearing around that scrimmage, how did the offense and defense look? What are you hearing? Man, I'm hearing good things, but I'm also noticing that things are sure is are, are, are very tight-lipped, aren't they? They are. Y- yeah. Um, very Which is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, well, Mike, did this give you my you, you, Usually, you usually my for, for scrimmage. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Usually for scrimmages, my my phones is it, my phones getting loaded up with texts and <laughs> little tidbits here and there, and it it, it, it it I've never seen a uh, my phone be so quiet after scrimmage. Me either. And the first initial reaction, Mike, I had was, "Oh no," you know, like this isn't good. But then you know, like you did, we we did see some clips with Eric Gilbert. Talked to somebody in there, and they said, "Look, good luck stopping him." But I think that it's good, and it, it'll be ill farewell for LSU. It is September the seventh, and we only got a couple more days until the Tigers take the field. Mike, we greatly appreciate you joining us as always, and tell everybody which they already know on the great site, but TigerBait.com. Tell everybody what you got going yeah, on and where they can find all your stuff. We've got the, we we flipped the whole site with new content in the last twenty four hours. Loads of recruiting stuff. I'm I'm constantly on our Tiger Den premium board. Uh, go to TigerBait.com. Use that AYS30 promo code. Normally, we give a week for $1, but if you use that AYS30, you get 30 days. And I've got several recruiting updates that will be posted in the morning. So uh, you're going to want to get on TigerBait.com. If you're an LSU fan, we really want to have you. Uh, try us out, and uh, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. Thanks, Mike. We greatly appreciate you, sir. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you. All right. Talk then. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com breaking down the huge recruiting weekend that LSU had this this past weekend. And, and a lot of tidbits. Tristan Lee, Garrett Nussmeyer leading. Don't hold your breath on Coy Foreman. A lot of what Mike was saying there, too, in reference to the scrimmage. It was really tight-lipped. But here's a, here's a funny thing. No media was out there to give you some, some tidbits. But we greatly appreciate Mike joining uh, Ryan Thibodeau, if you guys are just joining the show, we greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Ryan, if a lot of people, if you just joined the show, you can always go back and watch after. But Ryan Thibodeau brings up a question about Kayshawn Bouti being the third wide receiver for LSU. Yes, that's what we're hearing. If, of one thing that we are hearing coming out of LSU this past weekend is that Kayshawn Bouti is likely going to be your third wide receiver. The, the last thing that I'll end there, and, 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 uh-oh, <laughs> and talking with, with, with Mike is, look, Sage Ryan's very quiet. He could pop tomorrow. He can pop in six weeks. But the, still the feel is that he'll be at LSU. Mason Smith, you have two offensive linemen that are looking like they're going to commit to LSU as well, which is awesome. And something that we have not seen, Ed Orsrein coming in, recruiting offensive linemen, as something that we haven't seen, especially when we had under less miles. 
Okay, guys, we're going to get to Rafino's rant, so please stay in tune for that. You're not going to want to miss that. But before we get to that, we are building ourselves up an appetite, so we're going to have to go see our friends over at the Boston. Do you want the best sushi on the North Shore, the Boston? Do you want the best steaks in the North Shore, the Boston? Do you want the best seafood in the North Shore? Go head over to the Boston. Guys, since we are still in phase two, give them a call for premium seating. You, They have always the best food and best drinks. You want to bring your wife or your significant other for a very good night, date night. Go over to the Boston and tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. Okay, hashtag Rafino's Ranch Time. And guys, we're going to maybe talk about this for 10 minutes and then we'll go ahead and get on out of here because we do have a college football game that is actively being played. But hashtag Rafino's Ranch. It's Labor Day. I'm not going to get worked up. And I always say this, so which probably means I will get worked up. So I'm not. I, we came out on Thursday, and me and Doobie, who is back on the ones and twos, we talked about just Jadavian Clowney. I had a feeling, and I wouldn't go on the record, that I thought that Jadavian Clowney was going to be with the New Orleans Saints, but I had a feeling that he might take a deal. Now, here's what we know. Jadavian Clowney, was going to be coming to New Orleans in a sign with Cleveland and trade to the New Orleans Saints, and the NFL blocked it. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, Blake's about to rip the NFL, let's go, and this is absolutely Rudy Poo. It is. I think that the NFL should not have blocked it because so what? They're sending a draft pick and freeing up some cash from Cleveland so that they can sign Jadavian Clowney. What is the big deal about that? Here's where I'm going to kind of twist it on, it on its axis just a little bit. Guys, do you not think that Mickey Loomis should have asked the NFL or should have known that the NFL would not do this? Because they've never allowed this before. So if the NFL has never allowed this sign-and-trade concept to free up cash, so what the Saints were essentially doing was trying to buy more cap space to be able to sign Jadavian Clowney. With that being said, the NFL has never allowed this. So which makes me always ask this very simple question, the very, very simple question, why? Why would Mickey Loomis try to get away with this knowing good and damn well knowing good and damn well that you would not be able to do so. That tells me one thing, is that they've been in negotiations with Lattimore and Alvin Kamara, as we know, and Ryan Ramchek, and possibly could not free up $10 million that Jadavian Clowney was looking for in this sign-and-trade. Now, he does go to Tennessee on a one-year $15 million deal, and I would expect that that's what the Saints were looking to go at, was the $15 million so that they could beat and or tie the Tennessee Titans. Here's the biggest part of all of this that really starts to tick me off. If you want to go after a player, go and get his ass. You mean to tell me that Drew Brees wouldn't take a $2 million or $10 million hit in year two because he's not playing next year? You mean to tell me that Drew Brees would not I mean, he's going to get the money half anyway in the following season because that's not guaranteed in the season that he's going to play. Something seems a little bit off here. I think that they wanted Jadavian Clowney and wanted to take Jadavian Clowney and wanted to get another pass rusher. But what this starts to, to smell a little bit to me is like, yeah, we're going to try to get him 
but we don't want to mess with anybody else's money. If we don't get him, oh, well. I would love to hear all of you guys' thoughts on this, but it seems very Rudy Pooh to me and, and that the Saints would, one, try to attempt this knowing that they couldn't. So I put that on Mickey Loomis. Mickey, you got to be a little bit better than that. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Now, <laughs> the NFL and the Saints and Saints fans do not have a good history with one another, whether it comes to Bounty Gate or, or, or the no call of the pass interference rule. The pass interference ruling, then leaving the NFL. But Roger Goodell, what are you doing in reference to blocking a trade? Now, a lot of people said that, well, this is a lot like when Chris Paul wanted to go to the Lakers. Not really, because they wanted to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers for meta world peace and a big contract. Why in the world would the Hornets have done that back in the day? It was a horrendous trade. Meta world peace. Yeah, let's trade Chris Paul for, for a draft pick, some freed up cash, and meta world peace. No, they're not going to do that. What they are going to do, however, is X, Y, and Z. That's why I would never go on the record with the, this Jadavian Clowney stuff. I knew that they were in negotiations. I knew that they were in talks. But at the end of the day, at the very, very end of the day, it just felt like to me that the Saints were trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat at the very last hour and got bit. That's that's how I feel about all of this. And I really wish that Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis could have gone to a Drew Brees or, or Cam Jordan or somebody to free up some cash, cash space to go get Jadavian Clowney. Now, one thing that I thought was funny is if you've been on Twitter and see all these people, they had two tweets ready to go for when Jadavian Clowney signed and when he went elsewhere. Number one, Jadavian Clowney is one of the most – under, underrated pass rushers and all the NFL is an absolute beast. And the second tweet was, oh, Clowney's actually trash. He's not even really that good. <laughs> so Rudy Pooh to those people on the Rafino's rants. I, I, I can't be really mad at any of this, and I can't be mad at the NFL. If we're going to get mad at anybody, I would get more mad at Mickey Loomis and, and, and the front office for trying to make a trade that they knew would go out the wayside. Getting to some of the comments, Blaine Smith says Peyton has hurt the team because of his defiance of the NFL, but he is a top three coach. Maybe, maybe. Ryan Thibodeau says, I think that Mickey made the attempt for the sake of the fans. It's a good point, but why try to go through all of that and try to make all the signing him though and I got the hiccups so Doobie Lane are you surprised that Jadavian Clowney did not sign with the New Orleans Saints uh, if I'm being completely honest I haven't been keeping up the past couple of weeks with it I, I've, I've heard about it uh, but I can't give a reliable answer on that um I've heard a lot of people saying, don't be surprised if he signs, but I've been chaotic on my side, man. Um, I need to start playing catch-up with some of the news, to be honest with you. Well, I need to catch up on not having hiccups. That's what I need to catch up on. <laughs> I get it. You know, like... I, look, I, I, I've, I, I've seen people putting, like, we didn't. they didn't have the... Uh, the money to do it, cap space to do it. Um, 
just for like a little one year uh, deal or whatever. Um, but if if uh, did I look at the numbers or anything like that? No, that's something maybe you can brief me on. Uh, what what was he asking or what? What were the plans for I that? I think that he was asking around the 10 to 15. I think that he would have taken less on a one-year deal to come to a team like the Saints. Okay, with that being said, though, the Saints, as much as they've been able to pull cap space out of nowhere, you know, there was that one year where they signed, and I can't remember, they had like $175 on the cap space and was able to sign somebody. But why try to do a trade at, at at the very end of all of this and a sign and trade deal with Cleveland to free up cap space to sign it when you know that they're going to decline it anyway? Like that's like saying that's like saying you know what I have a vending machine right there and I know that they only take quarters, but you know what I'm going to try to do I'm going to try to put as many nickels as in here as I can because all I have is nickels, like you know that the machine doesn't take nickels. Put the damn quarter in there. You you mean to tell me that Drew Brees, who's only going to get half of his contract next year anyway, wouldn't get rid of $15 million? You mean to tell me that Gail Benson wouldn't give him a share of a hotel? You know, like, there's so many deals that they could have made. Hey, you know what, Drew? We're going to – every weekend, uh, the Saints are going to be catered by walk-ons, and that's how we'll make your money back up over time. Yeah, little in, I say incentives in a way. Well, yeah, they would have done complete incentives. I, I, I just don't get like I don't get why they tried to do it. And quite frankly, if we're talking about a Rudy Pooh of the day or the weekend, I might put it on Mickey. I, I can't bl- as much as I would want to blame the NFL here. As much as I want to blame the NFL, how can I? Hey, it's in the rule book. You can't do a sign and trade to free up cap space. Okay, now if you guys can tell me where it's happened elsewhere, then then maybe we can dispute that. But I've never seen it. I've never seen it. My good friend Dylan Landry, who over the weekend went or a couple weekends ago went to AYSSports.com slash shop. He went to AYSSports.com slash shop and got him a nice looking AYS t-shirt. I think the top left right there. Got him a nice dry fit t-shirt. We need we need you guys to get them hats and shirts and polos. We're gonna be rolling out with maybe some purple soon, so we can start off the LSU season. But Dylan says, but the Saints have a lot of paydays coming up next year, so maybe that's why they didn't pursue. That's a really good point. And what we were just saying, Dylan, I mean, they're gonna be in talks with Ryan Ranchek. They're gonna be in talks with Marcus Lattimore and Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara. But the question is, but that's a one year deal. I get it. Maybe you can sign a Ryan Ramchek during the season. That's a really good point. But I just don't – I don't really feel that they really tried to pursue it better than – they could have done it better. I think we could have used a Jadavian Clowney, quite frankly. Are you serious sports? Well, I know that wasn't me. Also, hashtag the intern exclusive line for a limited time. Well, no, we don't have intern shirts. Maybe we should get a poo emoji and put the intern hashtag AYS. What do you think about that, Doobie? I like it. I love it. Okay. I, 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 I mean, he's doing good with just recruiting. And by the way, guys, by the way, we did launch and we did tell, or we can tell everybody now that Daniel Dees and Matt Bricker are going to be doing an MMA podcast on AYS starting soon. The AYS Fight Club, they, these guys are more in tune and going to have guests on better than what I do. 
they're going to have a lot of fighters on, a lot of local fighters. I know that Matt Bricker and Dustin Portier, who's been big in the UFC, are really are, are tight and, and, and can talk. So, and they'll probably be having him on. So, I'm really excited about that. We'll also be bringing some other ones on as well. Doobie, to wrap up the show, I know that it's been a pretty good Labor Day. What else we got for the fine people? Oh, I'm just excited. I'm actually, uh, I'm experimenting. We have several different versions of it, but a interactive school board. So if we're doing any um, shows while, while there's college football on, I want, you know, at least a score, uh, kind of like your lower third on ESPN. So this little uh, Walmart, great value, cheap looking one right there, that's just a little idea. So it's going to get better than well, that. That's a pretty good idea if we have a live show on. Yeah, we should do that. So BYU's up by up on Navy by 14. Hell. Well, you know what, guys? We're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Doobie Lane, the very infamous and famous Doobie Lane, is back on the ones and twos. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be blasting off like a rocket ship on some of the stuff that we're going to be bringing to AYS. Doobie, as always, we appreciate it, and we will see you guys tomorrow night. My name is Blake Rafino, AYS Sports. See you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.